0: Hi everyone, this is Neil Thompson from the Inside Oz podcast. As you know, the guys are raising money for Sheffield Children's Hospital, and you can donate online through their Just Giving page. If you donate, you can unlock huge bonus episodes from the guys, as well as other perks. Head on over to www.justgiving.com forward slash royalgrumble to donate whatever you can. There isn't a set amount to donate, it's completely up to you, and you can also see all the information regarding the bonus content. All donations go directly to Sheffield Children's Hospital. It's a great cause, so give whatever you can.
1: Thank you. Let's get ready to grow.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the World Gun Wall podcast. I'm your host, Daryl, and sitting across from me is Dan.
1: Hi. Where's Graham? <sighs> can't rely on him. He's going to widen because, uh, uh, as he pointed out on Twitter, Scotland haven't got anything to play for in the international break this time, so he's just hoping they don't get destroyed by Russia.
0: Uh, and uh, talking of getting destroyed by Russia, I'm of Ukrainian descent. Didn't have a segue there, mate. So let's <laughs> let's talk about something we talked about last
1: week. And William Regal's been at, at it again on Twitter, hasn't he? Oh, Regal's just like he's just up in the drama, isn't he? Recently, it's really entertaining. He's, lo-
0: he's loving it, isn't he? Talking of online drama, did you see? Uh, did you see Colleen Rooney earlier?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Detective Rooney. Yeah, that was really.
0: Wait, you say Detective Rooney? I've seen something better on Twitter. I'm not going to set credit for it. Wagatha Christie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that whole story is brilliant the fact that she masterminded over five months posting stories to I, one person imagine being sat in the living room with wayne brainstorming
0: ideas and they come up with getting uh g- gene uh, gender
1: selecting in mexico <laughs> i don't think she included wayne in that stuff i reckon he's got a rubber phone <laughs> <laughs> just to keep him entertained, right Before until he gets on pitch again. So, Wayne, stop stop licking the walls. Stop writing on things with shit. Just here's your phone. Play with your phone like kids do. Do you know just for Mad Bands? Uh, <laughs> no, for Mad
0: Bands. Like uh, we're too old to be saying Mad bants I'm not. I'm not. I'm still in my twenties. I'm still in my prime. So for Mad bants Jamie Vardy should tweet out, "Chat shit, get banged." Shouldn't he
1: though? <laughs> uh from what i hear, is not allowed <laughs> What? uh being from sheffield and you know him being from the same area that i live in and working with people who might know him you just hear things don't you
0: so uh, that's really the regal chat sort of then isn't it yeah <laughs> no listeners right if, if i don't know if you know this but uh, uh there's a popular well there's a family in england that um have been on the scene for a while called the knight family we don't we don't talk about them enough <laughs> um and uh, I always get confused which one, which one's which. So I call him Zebra Kid. Is is Roy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Roy Roy Knight, um, aka Zebra Kid, um, he posted a I want to say a video, a video on Facebook, like a ranting video on Facebook, uh, talking about how he had um, he was meant to have a WWE tryout. This week or next week or some sometime yeah. soon, but it got cancelled um, because of one specific person and he wouldn't name that person and then I think he did name him eventually, but whatever. And it, it, it was blaming William Regal for getting the tryout cancelled. He accused William Regal of saying some derogatory things about him. Uh, I don't know if we want to say him. Do we want to say what he said? No. No, okay, no, right.
1: Yeah, let's not go down that road. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Regal sent out a tweet basically saying that, uh, if you've got an issue, call me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And y- that...
1: y- you shoot names. Yeah. So you knew it, it, you knew it were real. Yeah,
0: because you said Roy slash Paddy, and I was trying to look at who Paddy were, and then I, I surmised it must be Ricky Knight. Uh, didn't I tell you that? was? Just... No, no, <laughs> no, you didn't tell me that, no. Definitely, because I, I didn't want to sound stupid and ask. <laughs> I, I, I meant to know who Paddy is, so I worked it out. Some,
1: in one of my chats, someone asked me about like, oh, Patrick's Ricky Knight's real name.
0: Yeah, but but also Rick can be short for Patrick. Yeah. So Ricky is also but uh, so so uh, that's what how I put two and two together. Yeah. 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 yeah Detective was. here, <laughs> Wagatha Christie over here, sort sort sorting stuff out. Uh, yeah. So there were obviously like Zebra Kid really annoyed. Um... William Regal on defensive a bit. Uh, There was an issue where Zebra... I'm not going to get into... He's put all his personal stuff out there, so if you want to go online and find it, you can. We're not going to get too much into it, but Zebra Kid accused James Mason of something, which I don't think James... James Mason denied it originally, but apparently he's found it out to be true. Mm. Um, Apparently made a threat to James Mason, who is a trainer for WWE UK or a coach, or he's he's something... Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing was basically William Regal was inferring that Zebra Kid, Zebra Kid's uh, tryout was cancelled because he made a threat to a WWE employee. If that is the case, I can completely see why his tryout was cancelled.
1: Yeah, it's all just a bit of a crazy situation that's been. It's completely been played out in a public forum, which has made it bigger than you, it should be. Really, I think. Well, you say that, but
0: from Zebra perspective, if he is genuine, genuinely, because he, he does, it's a long video, so like I've not gone into everything, but he does say that he he's attempted to talk with Regal and put, uh, mm-hmm. off, offered to meet him several times, which Regal's like,
1: part him off, didn't want to meet him. He was too busy trying to meet Ben from Southside in Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> but But if it is true, I can see why he
0: wouldn't, he wouldn't go to him privately because he's probably frustrated. Well, he, he is frustrated. You yeah. can see it. You can see it. But like, he's probably frustrated that he he's not. He's, he's tried it in pu- private and nothing's happened. So yeah. he's like, well, I'm just going to call him out in public. And I've already lost my tryout, so I've got nothing to lose. So I'm just going to call him out for what what he is. Yeah. Or what he believes
1: he is. It's a bit weird because like, Page is in a weird situation like just in general like the fact that she's like before this happened she's suddenly not with the kabuki warriors and not on tv at all again and she's still under contract but she's just kind of doing her own thing and it must put her in a weird situation as well that her brother is being very outspoken with all this stuff and it's all just really crazy because it's very rare that you see something of this level like, without it being in a paid shoot interview, like, someone just... Like, instead of someone just creating controversy, like, by doing a shoot interview and saying a bunch of stuff uh, so that it can be put on YouTube as so-and-so shoots on this, Um, it's just Roy Knight going mental on uh, William Regal.
0: Yeah, on, <laughs> the, on, the, on his private Facebook. Yeah, on his private well, Facebook. Well, it's not private. It's, it's a public account because I'm not friends with him and I managed to find yeah. it. You see um... to know his real name. I'm not going to out him. Like, he, if, if you know his real name, you can find yeah. it.
1: But yeah, it's just it's just a really crazy situation, and what's there's no resolution that's going to come from this. You well,
0: no, there's no resolution because um, Regal clearly don't want to meet up with him because yeah. he, he said call me. Like, I, I, Regal don't live in UK, so like I, I get it. he's not going to fly back over just to have a cup of coffee with with <laughs> with Roy Knight, is he? Um, but like, if we've been honest, right, he has got a reputation. Yeah. Right. So, I'm not saying that the sins of your past should dictate your future. I'm quite proud of that. I don't know if I've nicked that from somewhere, but I'm <laughs> happy, I'm happy with that. I'm not saying that, but he's got to understand that, like, yes, it was probably 10 years ago, but he's done time in prison for something violent. Mm. So, if he makes a threat, even if he even if he didn't really make in his head, he might have been like, it weren't really a threat, because he does, he does address that. He does say something like, I only said I'll see him around. But
1: it's the way you say it, isn't it? It's the way you say it in your reputation. On Roy Knight, I got to do a few shows with him back in the days of One PW. I don't know anybody. And like it's not like I got to know him or anything. I had like one or two a few brief conversations with him. But it was more the thing of he does seem like a very decent bloke he was very straightforward and he's like, you know, if you don't don't give me reason to, there's no problem. But then I also have seen him lose it at someone. So I can understand why people would be, like, if I were Will and Regal, despite Will Regal's reputation, I'd be a bit nervous when someone's saying, let's meet.
0: Well, yeah, because in one hand he's saying, let's meet, but he's also going, and you're meant to be a shoot fighter. Well, we can have a shoot fight if you want, mm-hmm. and then we can shake hands after. It's like, well, I understand, right? He, he obviously, th- there's more to it, because it, he does go on to talk about WWE UK running uh, the venue in Norwich that WAW run. And, and all this stuff so there are obviously obviously there's more to it than just um this tryout being cancelled um but i think offering somebody to a shoot fight when he's just when he's just tweeted out and said look you didn't get it because you're making violent mm. threats it's not a normal thing to do offer somebody out to a fight <laughs> like, yeah. for, for, for what's happened so yeah so it's a bit of a shame because like he I won't say he's my favourite wrestler. No, no, I my favourite wrestler, but, but when he's been on shows, I've been entertained by him. Yeah. And like, seeing him in that WWE environment would have been interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, it'd be to see like how much, what style is he going to do? Cause he is capable of doing very family friendly style, but also capable of doing a style that will send indie fans into raptures. Like we saw when he told we said when he used a team with Sam Slam, um, and I've seen him in other matches, like the really famous one against Davey Richards. Um, he is a fantastic wrestler. He always has been. And it's just this the things of his personal life which kind of mars him, like unfairly or not, whatever. Like like I said, like on the interactions I had with him, he seems pretty decent, but he has got that reputation and he has got that temper. And you've just got to be a bit cautious, I guess.
0: Yeah, so uh, talking in WWE UK, um, some names were announced for the uh, video game. For WWE Two K Twenty that are WWE UK related, so uh, there's a uh, Trent Seven, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate. So you can do a little British Strong style if you want. Can you have
1: trios matches. Yeah,
0: um, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, and Mark Andrews. That I mean, there'll be there'll be more names announced, but they're all the WWE UK ones so far.
1: That's pretty cool for all for all concerned. Like, was Tyler in last year's and Pete Dunne?
0: Pete Dunne 100% was. Yeah. Uh, I think Tyler Bate was, yes. Mm. But Trent Seven definitely wasn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sort of seems right, yeah. Which is pretty cool, really, for them to all be involved. I wouldn't be surprised if Walter got announced. Yeah. he been in the company long enough to be able to be in the game now. Because it was January, wasn't it, when he debuted?
0: Yeah, you say that, but Tommaso Ciampa wasn't in the last one.
1: Yeah, that was Which was a weird omission. so
0: So... I I don't know how they decide who's in and who's out and and all that stuff. So it's probably have the, <laughs> Walter's probably got the longevity in the company that he could be in the game, but if he we, not, yeah. yeah, whether they decide to put him in is another story. You don't
1: want Walter in the game. You want Seamus.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's two versions of Seamus <laughs> in the game, mate. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, I'll tell you why. Because they're doing a stupid uh, DLC add-on mode, which is like zombies or something. So there's not a zombie Sheamus. Oh no, it's like a. Is he, I think it's called something like Recovered Sheamus or, uh, Recovered Sheamus. Well, he was a
1: zombie. But he's fine now. Yeah, like the. um what? Yeah, it's a weird thing. Why does every game have to have zombies in it? Well, I thought we were over that fad.
0: Well, no, no, no I've loaded it back up. So there's some DLC content. So there's a wicked version of Alistair Black. A uh, wicked
1: version, What like the musical? Uh, yeah, if you like. Um, He's going to be doing some Wizard of Oz shit.
0: So, <laughs> there's three versions of Bray Wyatt. So, there's Bray Wyatt, and the picture they're using is like um, not a not, uh, kiddie TV show version of Bray Wyatt. The, the old. Yeah, just Bray Wyatt before.
1: Yeah, you know, Jonathan fat Jonathan Davis um, impersonator, yeah.
0: Then the other two versions, it's Bray Wyatt the Fiend, but that's yeah. a DLC, so you, you pay for that. Yeah. Bray Wyatt the Swamp Father. Um. Uh. So there's what the what's wait, the swamp wait, father? Wait, Because you're gonna get mad. So there's two versions of Finbala. There's Finn Balor and Finbala Demon King, but it's not. Oh, sorry. There's three versions of Finbala because I would say there's the Demon Finballa, Yeah. Finballa, and Finbala Demon King. So the Demon King's this like, oh, it's not a zombie, but it's like a exaggerated form of. it's If you see you see pictures, you go on WB2K20 on online. Mm-hmm. You see pictures of him um, Braun Strowman, two versions of him, so there's regular Braun, and uh, Franken-Strowman.
1: <laughs> I like that one, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: there's not a picture of this one yet, but um, I'll tell you who did need a, a DLC, Mandy Rose. So you've got Man- regular Mandy Rose that's in the game, and then you've got Mandy Rose Survivor.
1: Hmm. Um, the- there's comments I don't want to make about that in okay. terms of horror film folklore and everything it's... We'll move on. Uh technically, we'll... all I want to say she'd be the first woman
0: to be killed. Okay. Mystery character number 2 is a, is, a, is a is a is a DLC. Looks well, for all, it's for vacant, isn't it? Probably. Uh two versions of Nikki Cross, so you got regular Nikki Cross and Nikki Cross twisted. No picture of her yet. Um You've got two versions of Randy Orton. you got regular Randy Orton and Randy Orton, Apex Predator. And he looks a bit like a, a snake, I guess.
1: Uh, who else? Is there a picture of Frankenstrowman? Yeah. Oh, I'm a bit gutted because it would have been great if they hadn't put a picture of that yet. And everyone's really excited for Frankenstein, Stra- Braun Strowman. And it's actually Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know, Braun Strowman in corset and fishnets. <laughs> yeah it'd be awesome <laughs>
0: um Sasha Banks zombie as as well as regular Sasha Banks there's not Sasha Banks uh crying on locker room floor because <laughs> she <laughs> lost um oh the DLC is called Bump in the Night I've just uh clicked on it because uh, I wanted to get a bigger picture of this Seamus to show you so it's um there's a regular version of Seamus and then this version is called Fed Up Sheamus. Uh, on that picture that I'm showing you, you can see the other, unless it goes away. You can see the other other people that I've talked about.
1: Uh, so Seamus is dressed like a delivery driver gone rogue. I've got, I've lost it now. Okay. He, he looks like a dri- delivery driver gone rogue. That's how I describe that look.
0: Yeah. So uh, I mean, when I get the games, I never really do the like the alternate sort of modes. Anyway, I just, I just. Do the universe mode, but
1: well, in terms of WWE, this is on brand because zombies in games was a big thing ten years ago. So WWE are just capitalising on it now. Yeah, that's on the Graham's quotes. That one.
0: <laughs> uh, final bit of uh, non WWE UK, but is WWE UK news? Um, Cassius Ono was announced for Progress uh, ninety nine with a flake in Sheffield.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't. Genuinely, my brain was no part of what happened when I saw that match announcement. I okay. just I was on the ticket page with a confirmation before I even knew what I was doing, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt bad because Graham was like, "Oh, you could have given a heads up." like, <laughs> "Yeah, I could have done probably, but I just didn't." I was just like, "Oh crap, bye." So like, have, we all, have
0: we all got tickets? Is my question.
1: Yes. Okay. We've all got tickets because it's Cassisono versus Tim Thatcher. Oh. So Cassius Hodor's going over there, isn't he? Probably, but oh, t- it's going to be awesome. Get to see that match. I'm really, really looking forward to it.
0: Jim Smallman's penultimate progress show.
1: Yeah, he'll be gone after that. Well, he's no, got a be boxing. Gone at,
0: yeah, we're chapter one hundred. Then he's gone, isn't he?
1: Yep. But yeah, uh, I I wasn't really keen on the show, and then they announced that. I'm like that. Oh, That's how you get me there. When you say you wasn't keen on the show, is it? I did not announce anything else. I had there. No, but I won't. I, I I i said, oh, I might end up going, but I'll just buy a ticket later and stuff. It was just kind of like a just oh, there's a show in Sheffield type of thing, rather than oh, progressor in Sheffield. I have to buy a ticket straight away. Um, but then they announced that match, and I was like, oh, I've bought tickets already. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a very instant thing of seeing, like, it, if any wrestling company wants me to insta buy a ticket. And the best, like, I will insta-buy a ticket if you announce Tim Thatcher versus anyone remotely interesting. Like, I, that'll be it. Like, yep, bought. I did the same thing for IPW last year when I saw Tim Thatcher versus Chris Ridgeway. I'm like, oh, yes, that's, they bought from, for, for a VIP ticket. So did you meet him? No, he, he doesn't do meet and greets. So he won't be at a gimmick table? No. Oh. He, he doesn't really do that. He doesn't have merch or anything. He's only got a smartphone recently, so... Yeah, but, like, you, you can, like, get an autograph or something. Well, I, I don't know if this is still the case, but on the interview he did on High Sports, uh, they were talking about most of his bookings are done through Walter because no one knows how to get in touch with him because he doesn't have email or anything. Why? Because he just doesn't... It's, it's 2019. You know how... Have you noticed how he only ever seems to have bookings around winter and in, beginning of the year? That's because every summer he goes and just works on some lake and just gets away from everything. Like, he's proper, like, fear, just like Ron Swanson style, just does his does his own thing and just does what he enjoys and fiercely independent and all that. Okay,
0: talking of things we enjoyed, did you watch SmackDown last week? No. It was the uh, premiere episode on Fox, mate, and you didn't watch it? No. We do a wrestling podcast, mate. I
1: know, but... I was busy. Well, What were you doing that were better than Smackdown on Fox? I went to... Well, on Saturday, I went to watch Hedwig and the Angry Inch at the cinema.
0: But this on Friday.
1: Yeah, but I'm not staying up late night Friday to watch Smackdown.
0: Well, you're not committed because The Rock was on it, mate. The biggest We've movie star to... in the world... We've talked
1: about this before. I don't feel the same way about The Rock that everyone else seems to feel. But he's the like... biggest movie star in the world and potentially the next president of the United States. Now, if he becomes president no cuz considering who's currently president it's not that impressive a feat anymore what do you mean i mean donald trump's president donald trump became president if if he can become president i'm pretty sure like what's the point in the rock like if the rock goes for it he'll probably win just because he's the rock and like that takes away from what politics should actually be about the issues and all that so it's not a popularity contest no that's what it shouldn't be anyway. But that's what politics is. It's So I do uh, find it all entertaining, but in a kind of Ha <laughs> the world's ending.
0: Rock Ron SmackDown mate. Yeah. Um and uh Baron Corbin got uh battered by him and Becky Lynch. Okay. Yeah, did you not see any of this?
1: No, I I read you know, the results, scenes, like clip, in clip form. I I read the results, but I didn't remember seeing anything about the Rock actually being in the show. I only saw the bit of him on the red carpet. Oh well, we'll
0: talk about people that weren't in the show that were advertising a bit. Yeah, but um, yeah, the 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 Rock was advertising. He was there, and uh, he put Becky Lynch over. Um, they beat Baron Corbin up. Um, Becky Lynch's offense piss poor in this mate <laughs> like i'm not saying the rock was ever a snug worker but like <laughs> becky lynch did this leg drop thing where she bounces off the ropes and then as she jumps to do the leg drop she then spins so she technically lands on the other side of him you are you're like if say if hogan had come off like one rope and yeah. you run and just do the leg drop where she's kind of like jumps over them but spins round. that takes away the
1: momentum of the leg drop sure well
0: yeah, like he did. Like it, it, it. it mm. I, I've never. I mean, she probably does it in every match. I've just never noticed. But like, yeah. I, I watched. It, I was like, what? What was that? Um. But she came across well. Like in the promo and stuff. Like she mm. was over. Like I'm not going to deny that. Like, and the crowd went crazy for her. Obviously not as crazy as the Rock, but it's the Rock. But yeah, she was. Yeah, she. Was, it was good. Like I'm glad that. I'm glad that the Rock came back and put somebody on the on the roster over. Admittedly. It wasn't a Bray Wyatt snapping his neck thing, but we'll get on to, we'll get onto Bray Wyatt in a bit. In a bit, but yep. like it, it were a thing where the Rock gave somebody the rub, and I'm not saying that she's gonna become the next Rock, but it's better than him. This segment could have gone two ways. It could have had not had her in it and just was him clowning on Baron Corbin, and then that was the end of it. Yeah. But they, they put Becky Lynch in it, and I think it was for the better. Okay. Uh, we're not going to run through the whole of everything that's, that's happened since we last mm. recorded, by the way, because uh, we're going to talk about SmackDown, Hell in a Cell, Raw, and uh, NWA. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're just going to talk about bits that we want to talk about. Um, so there are only two more things I want to talk about on SmackDown. Okay. Um, one of them is Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury. So if you want to talk about that.
1: <sighs> Tyson Fury. Right, right, why are you sighing? Because... Are you a dosser? <laughs> Tyson Fury has said worse things about uh, than calling people dossers. He's made a lot of very inflammatory statements in the past. And I thought it was a bit irresponsible of WWE, but completely within the wheelhouse of something they do, of advertising, we're giving Tyson Fury a live mic on Raw. What will he what say? Kind of, what kind of
0: comments? Quite ho- like he said, homophobic. very Homophobic stuff. Well, it's not actually and... going to be in Saudi Arabia, so he's going to get along fine. <laughs> Well, of
1: course he is. <laughs> like, it's that sounding one, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. Uh, it's quite funny that you know Vince has been wanting to do a Tyson Austin style thing ever since that. He's like, oh, we need to do Tyson Austin, and then there's another boxer called Tyson. Yeah, <laughs> he was all over it, but he hasn't got Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he's got Stone Cold Braun Strowman. Yeah, but he could have
0: got Austin Aries, and he could have got Michael Cole. Go, this is vintage Tyson Austin. Tyson Austin. <laughs> He's got Austin Theory on box, hasn't he? Oh, he could have yeah. got Austin Theory in. <laughs> Can you imagine that match? Oh, dear. No. No, I can't. It probably... No, it wasn't. <laughs> Just... So what actually happened were um, Braun Strowman was doing his charging around the ring, bulldozing people over. Yeah. Um, and then he stopped near Tyson Fury, who was sat front row. Uh, Tyson Fury stood up. Uh, they did... It was sort of like a jokey sort of like, they both put their hands up like they were going to box each mm. other, but it, it was never like a pushing kind of contest. Then, I believe with Dolph Ziggler um, was like fighting Braun Strowman close to Tyson Fury, mm. Strowman pushed Ziggler into the barricade and then, I don't know if i meant to believe that that knocked Fury down or if i meant to believe that Fury just like sat back and sort of like, crapped himself a bit that summer <laughs> nearly hit him i don't i don't know exactly what it works when you're watching it but when he, you he's say he's not that...
1: Brock lesnar he don't fl- he don't flinch from a punch <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but well, we'll like it, <laughs> it, it worked when you're watching it but I th- describing it it sounds a bit hokey but it, it yeah. worked um so then uh fury jumped the barricade and then loads of security ran in um to stop him basically he got escorted out
1: um I liked it. I liked the angle. Yeah. From the bits I saw of it, it did look quite good. And then what they followed up with on Raw was actually pretty decent. Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll we'll do it in order. We'll we'll do it in order,
0: mate. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the other crossover that happened uh, after the seven-second WWE title match where Brock Lesnar...
1: Let's talk about that first. Okay. Brock Lesnar beating Kofi Kingston in seven seconds or ten seconds or whatever it was. Okay. What an absolute joke. Tell me why it's a joke. Because Kofi is this complete, like, Cinderella story of him becoming a main eventer finally and winning the title. And it feels so cheap for him to lose it in ten seconds to Brock Lesnar. Like, what's the point? Like, his whole thing is supposed to be an underdog who finally rose up. So. Have him pull up a fight rather than just get destroyed in 10 seconds. Like, how does this benefit anyone but Brock Lesnar and then the person who who it later helps? Like, I, I know Kofi's not exactly a young talent who needs the rub, but at the same time, I feel like he deserved a bit more than a 10-second squash when he lost his title. It should have, It could have been a lot bigger, where they could have had a big epic, like, well, as the longest epic Brock is probably capable of is like 12 minutes. They could have had a really good 12-minute match where it's Brock just beating on Kofi and Kofi won't stay down until eventually he stays down and it's this valiant effort. It can still be a complete destruction of him, but 10 seconds, is just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, there you go, Kofi, so long. I wasn't as down on it
0: as you, but I think you're right. In a way. So I wouldn't have had it go that long, like twelve minutes, but I think it would have been nice for Kofi to be able to kick out the F five. Yeah. And I know that everyone kicks out of everyone's finishers, but because we're in a world that everyone kicks out of everyone's finishers, Brock Lesnar is in one F five. Do you remember other year when Samoa Joe wrestled Brock Lesnar and I definitely kicked off on it. Yeah, you it, went middle, yeah, yeah. Because everyone kicks out of everyone's finishers. Mm. Brock Lesnar beat Samojo with one F5. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's the point in that? And much like with Kofi Kingston, I think if, if Brock had hit the F5, one, two, kick out, and then he's like, oh, what? And then Kofi puts up a bit of a fight. Mm. I say he puts up a bit of a fight. You don't have to get, it can get a slap in or a punch in. That's about yeah. it. And Brock Lesnar just destroys him like he did to Dominic. Yeah. And they can put it over on commentary like he's, he's doing what he did to Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I'll even go back
1: to like he did to John Cena.
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to tie it into what happens yeah. next. Which, yeah. yeah,
1: which is quite similar to what he did to Dominic as well. Yeah, but... so he
0: d- does all that and then gets the, gets the win. I'm not against him getting the win. Um, what I am against is... Um, if he gets the if he, if he's getting the win purely just for this Cain Velasquez match, and then he drops he drops the belt to somebody else, and it's literally mm-hmm. just for that. What's point in putting the belt on him for that?
1: It's this thing where it's because they can do that match without the belt. Brock is like now Brock's doing a bit more with WWE. He's now the new Randy Orton in terms of or new John Cena. Whenever they're kind of out of ideas, so let's just put a belt on back on Brock. Let's put a belt on Brock.
0: Yeah, I'm not opposed to them putting a belt on Brock for a long reign because I'm mm. not, I'm not saying I don't want like he's Bruno or Sammartino because he's not, but do you know, like them? Like, I, I wouldn't have wanted to live through it, but I do think sometimes, well, uh, you know, I'm having a shit and just like just like <laughs> thoughts go through your head. I think what would it be like to sit through somebody having a 36 year title reign or whatever it were. Like that's mental. It, it was six.
1: Wasn't it? it was six years. I, I think.
0: Know. Well, a six. Think about that. Yeah. A six year title reign. That's crazy. But the
1: difference is, it wasn't like Bruno Sabatino was on TV every week on a three-hour no. show. On probably two three-hour shows and then a pay-per-view at the weekend.
0: No, but then you look at, like, real sports. Yeah. And, like, it's a bad example now, but I'm going to use it because I think it's funny. Like, Man United, during during my childhood, right? Yeah. Like, I, I would have been alive when Blackburn won premiership, but I, I don't I don't remember it. For me, other than the few seasons that Arsenal won it, and then later on when Chelsea won it, Man United were like they were football. I'm not a Man United supporter, by no means. But they were football. They were like
1: they were the team that did not lose. Like they're still the most successful team in Premier in Premier League history.
0: Yeah, but and this is what I'm saying that like I know it's different because it's a season, but all this, mm. but like for twenty years or whatever, like they had this reign where they were like the man or the mm. team. And then you've got people like um, in real sports, like darts, and uh, Phil Taylor, who just wins championship after championship after championship. I like the idea of a wrestler who just don't lose and like just wins and wins and wins for years, and no one beats him. But I don't know if Brock is that person to do it with. But I'd I'd like it if they just went fuck it five years. <laughs> Which I've brought for five years. But he'd, he'd have to have defences, obviously. He couldn't just yeah. sit, and sit at home all the time.
1: I think the better comparison is to, like, boxing and UFC, where you can have champions for a long time, but then the thing is with them is they're not on TV every week. No, they fight UFC every three champs months, so.
0: lose all the time or they get injured, don't they? Then you yeah, I mean, look at
1: the heavyweight title. Like, is there only still only one person who's defended it more than once?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um.
0: So anyway, so after this match, uh, Ray Mysterio's music plays and it it brings out Cain Velasquez.
1: So I haven't seen what Brock's reaction was actually like, but did he shit himself? Yeah. Yeah, he ran away. that's the perfect reaction because literally they can play up the fact like, oh, do you remember when Brock Lesnar came back and he's got that scar on his face that's kind of faded now but it's still kind of there? This is the bloke that did that. Yeah. Yeah, this is the guy that hit him so hard he was spinning around in the cage. My problem though is they don't have the rights to that footage. I'm not saying that they could negotiate. Pretty aren't? Don't WB have some business dealings with uh the group who owns UFC?
0: Potentially. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, but what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they might have business dealings. But um, what I'm saying is, they don't have the rights to that footage. So if they can't get the rights
1: to it, they they could only tell the story. Uh, they could use the footage from Undertaker's video phone because they were probably filming it in crowd. Can <laughs> you <laughs> Imagine them? I'll put this on my Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> You want to go, Brock? (laughs) 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 So, yeah,
0: so they don't have the rights to it. Um, And does he not make Rey Mysterio look like a bit of a bitch?
1: I mean, WWE's done a really good job of that anyway, so...
0: Well, they have, but, like, Rey Mysterio's a former World Heavyweight Champion. He's a former WWE Champion, right? Yeah. And, And, yeah, his son got beat up, and... Brock Lesnar then beat him up, and fine, but it's not like it's not like I got beat up. Then I've had to go get me mate. It's Rey Mysterio. I'll bring me my
1: brother. Yeah, Cain Velasquez. Like,
0: but it's Rey Mysterio. Like, and I realise there's a size difference, but Rey Mysterio is 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 a legend. Like, let's be let's be real. Like that that word gets tossed about. Yes, uh, but but like even if. You might have a weird rule where you can't class somebody that's still wrestling as a legend. That's fine, but when he retires, he's gonna be go down as a legend for what what he's done in wrestling, for, yeah. especially with smaller guys.
1: Everything you, you could say he is probably the main reason Mexican wrestling took off in America. It was his yeah. appearances in ECW and then WCW that really put um, like Mexican wrestling on like the American wrestling fans' radar.
0: Yeah, and and like he, I don't know, like I just find it I found it really weird that the Rey Mysterio had to go get a proper fighter to go beat up Brock Lesnar because he couldn't do it.
1: Even better, it, it, if you have got knowledge of uh, UFC, there's a rumour going around now that apparently the Cain Velasquez thing isn't going to happen for a while because he's going to have knee surgery. Uh, Which I, is a common thing in his MMA it, career. It is,
0: but I, I don't know because there's apparently there's a press conference... I don't know where SmackDown is this week, but there's a press conference the afternoon of SmackDown. Okay. It's at 12pm Eastern. I saw it announced earlier. Mm. And... I'm fairly certain that announced for it is Lesnar, Velasquez, Fury, Strowman, and a few other guys. That and the big rumor is that they're just announcing matches for Saudi Arabia. So oh, un- unless they're going to do a like a double header thing, so October thirty first they're going to do Fury, Strowman, and then four months later or however many months later do Lesnar, Velasquez. But it's a bit early t- to. I don't know, bring him in now to then not do it for six months.
1: I mean, they could announce both matches for WrestleMania.
0: They could, but then it's a bit early to start a WrestleMania angle like that now, isn't it? Roxina? Twice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, that, that Roxina that they announced a year out, Like,
1: I mean, yeah, ev- everyone, everyone shot on but that. But then it gives them plenty of time to have... The difference between Rock Roxy... like, Roxina is a... Like a wrestler versus a wrestler, even though The Rock's a big movie star now, he's he's a wrestler. He started off as a wrestler, whereas Tyson Fury, like Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury, from other areas of combat sport, so you've got more time to promote that and bring it in. I mean, in terms of both of them, this is how boxing works. Like they'll have fights announced three to six months in advance. Yeah, but it's not boxing, mate. Yeah, but they can play up those aspects of it, and especially it being on Fox. Like, Fox have been in business with UFC for years. They're used to this style of things, so they can promote things that way.
0: Talking of UFC, Velasquez announced to UFC that uh, he's leaving the USADA testing pool. Yeah. Why has he not got roided up to Gills? Because, I'm not being (laughs) funny, he might be solid, but he don't look solid, does he?
1: No, he's he's never been one to get roided up, though. Well, no, because he, he
0: had USADA testing him. Like no. no, even
1: before USADA came in, though, he's always had that body shape and stuff. He's not really needed it. It's probably why he's had so many injuries, though, as well, because he's been fighting all roided up beasts who've managed to avoid testing. Yeah, I guess. Because, as a lot of people have said in the past, uh, most drug testing policies are more of an IQ test than a drug test. It's, there's too many ways to get around things.
0: Or you just hide under the cage, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> Just Google it, listeners, if you're that bothered. It, it's uh, John Jones. It's one of the it's one of the least scummier things that he's done. He's <laughs> cheating Shit. a fight. <laughs> uh, so I'm done with SmackDown. Are you done with SmackDown? Yes. Okay. So uh, next on the timeline of WWE was Sunday, and uh, if you didn't realise, they actually had a pay per view slash network special, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Um. We're not going to talk... Again, we're going to talk briefly about things uh,
1: because... I, as well, I haven't seen Hell in a Cell. Uh, The things I understand about it is that Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, apparently, was one of the better Hell in a Cell matches in recent years. Yeah, 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 it was definitely a match of the night. They they had a brilliant match last month as well, so I've got no doubt of that one. I do want to go back and watch it. Um, I've heard there was a few other good matches on it, and it was a pretty solid pay-per-view. Until what you're probably going to talk about now. Okay, well, let me just...
0: Sasha Banks, uh I don't recommend the full show. Hundred percent not recommend okay. the full show. This is the first match. I recommend you watch the first match and the last match for totally different reasons. <laughs> okay? First match, it's a good match. Mm-hmm. Um as far as Hell in a Cells go, your caveat of recent times. Yes, yeah. one of the better ones of recent times. It it struggles because obviously it, it probably for me it, my favourite Hell in a Cell matches um are bloody brawls like the the lesnar take one where at yeah. the end of the match lesnar gets up on the top of the cage the foley triple h ones obviously the foley undertaker ones. like you're they're never going to live up to them but of, of more recent oh, times I, I
1: will be invoking that one soon <laughs> what, what's that i'll be invoking that match pretty soon when we get talking about the main event okay um i, I just all i want to say as well is um ask us a heel yeah um, uh, so the thing I was going to mention about it, because it's probably not worth mentioning their involvement on Raw and stuff, but on Raw, so they they've started cutting promos in Japanese. Yes, and apparently Asuka's promo translated to "Do you want us to come down there and kick the shit out of you?" <laughs> <laughs> she's just fully going for it.
0: Uh, she can spit mist now. Yeah. Because yeah, she's Japanese.
1: Yeah. Um, all Japanese people can spit mist.
0: There was a six-month match, um, which was the Viking Raiders. Against the OC, um, uh, so the Viking Raiders with their p- mystery partner, which was Braun Strowman, against the OC, and Braun Strowman all of a sudden developed the fact that he could uh, knock people out. <laughs> I don't know. Friday, all I'm saying is Friday, uh, he would, like faced off with Tyson Fury, and then by Sunday he discovered that. He had really powerful hands that he could punch people I mean, and knock it's them out. it's not
1: like he's been saying, get these hands for a year and a half, two years.
0: Yeah, he's been saying, get these hands, but then what's, he's not been
1: knocking people out, has he? He's <laughs> just been like, get these hands, shake my hand. <laughs> <laughs> not you, Randy. No, <laughs> shake your hand. No, him and Randy, it's like a game of chicken. <laughs> They've both done the same thing and both like, shake my hand. Uh. <laughs> it's like we're touching balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like we're docking. So um, the next, oh the the final thing we're gonna talk about for Hell in a Cell, and uh, the only thing really of note to talk about is uh, the main event, which was uh, the WWE Universal Title Match, which pitted uh, the uh, WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins defending his championship against the Fiend Bray Wyatt.
1: So, uh, what do you want to talk about first? I'd like to, I'd like to cash in my invocation of probably the greatest Hell in a Cell match of all time, please. Okay. The Undertaker threw Mick Foley from the top of the fucking cell and the match continued for another 12 minutes. Seth I mean, Rollins... i, I
0: build up to this line, but okay. Seth
1: Rollins hits him with a hammer and gets DQ'd. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so bad. I'll stop you there. I am, I am x Pack in this situation.
0: I'll stop you there. <laughs> right, I was livid, okay? <laughs> um, Because I thought it was a DQ as well. Apparently no contest. It was a referee stoppage um, and apparently it's because the referee didn't want Seth Rollins to kill him. Um, he had no problem with Fiend
1: snapping Ben Balor's well, neck.
0: <laughs> right. So let, let, let's let just rewind a little bit just to a few issues. Firstly, turn them fucking red lights off. Right. <laughs> I had to sit through a match at WrestleMania with a light beaming in my eyeball. Right. Their red lights don't add anything... To it, you, the cage is already red
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the red cage is bad enough,
0: yeah. So, have you, you, you've not seen it, have you? No, no. So, it you know, when, you know when Kane first debuted and they they
1: left the lights yeah. red, it was that for the, for the match. It's like, well, what's point? What's point in it? It's all right for a quick thing, but then they quickly realized, no, this isn't a great idea, let's just light yeah. him up. Like, he's, he's still an impressive looking guy, like it's, yeah.
0: So, so, yeah, so the, this, this match. They um they get weapons involved. Mm. At one point and I wish Graham was here because uh, he does it better with the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> when the what 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 you they say, they've got hammers. Hammers. That's what he says. Um Bray Wyatt pulled a, a big mallet. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I thought we must say hammer man. Hammers. Yeah. He pulled a massive hammer out and uh tried to and I quote what the commentator said. I might have been Dio Maddin. I can't One of the mm. commentators said it. Oh, no, because he was raw. It doesn't matter. Uh, maybe it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, one of the commentators said he's trying to impale him with that hammer.
1: He don't know how hammers work.
0: Well, no, but still. He's trying to impale him with a hammer. Um, Seth Rollins gets a smaller hammer out. And all of a sudden, there's a referee stoppage. Listen to this as well. So, Seth Rollins puts a steel chair over Bray Wyatt's head. Puts a ladder over Bray Wyatt's head. Gets a toolbox from out of Under the Ring. And just starts leathering him with this toolbox. Well, leathering the ladder with this toolbox.
1: See, that sounds more like it hurt your ears than your head.
0: Maybe. But then he gets a sledgehammer out and all of a sudden do the same thing but all of a sudden that can't happen it's a metal toolbox mate it's gonna kill
1: yeah it's utterly ridiculous all this um i've seen a few comments in about seth Rollins' like current character and title reign we've made comments in the past as well about his current title reign he's a bit shit isn't he he's like this is all just a bit shit on seth Rollins' part he has been booked shitly yeah when he was a heel with the authority, yeah.
0: I liked his sort of like snidey, sort of hiding behind JJ security, that kind of yeah heel thing. As a babyface, he's been booked terribly, but it's they always been... book ter- baby faces yeah. terribly. So, I, so um, the big babyface on SmackDown lost in seven seconds, mate. <laughs> it's, it, I don't expect anything less. But what what annoys me about this whole situation is. They booked themselves into a corner at Hell in a Cell again. Like, they do it all the time. Like, Graham mentioned it the other week, but when when they booked Ryback against CM Punk... Yeah. Knowing that they wanted to do CM Punk and The Rock at Royal Rumble, so they didn't want Ryback to win the belt when he was hot. <laughs> They've got the f- the, heat and the fiend up so much that, like... I mean, he's meant to be a heel and he's getting babyface reactions, but f- whatever, he's getting popular reactions. Yeah. I'm not saying if you get popular reactions you they need to pop the belt on him straight away. I'm not saying that at all no but if you put him in a title match and he can't afford to lose
1: you've got to make him win like it is ridiculous uh in terms of the actual result as well uh so i I was the one who posted this on Instagram and Twitter from our private group chat.
0: Okay, what's our Twitter and Instagram account for the listeners uh, and followers?
1: At Royal Grumble Pod on both. Yes, um, and it's
0: Facebook.com slash Royal Grumble because uh, I set that up before the Twitter and, uh, and I messed it up. Yeah.
1: Um, so you posted a screenshot of uh, the WWE Twit- Twitter doing a poll. I think this was on Saturday.
0: Yeah, so be- be- uh, a day before the show, WWE t- official Twitter posted a poll asking how they thought the Hell in a Cell match would finish, and your three options were... Pinfall, which is an option. Submission, which again could be an option. And disqualification, which so, which I don't think any Hell in a Cell in history is in disqualification.
1: I've only just noticed this as well. At the time when you voted, there was 74,813 votes. And DQ was winning. <laughs> yeah, because I think, like me, everyone voted for the Bant. Yeah. So you said, I voted for DQ for the Bant. But DQ, in a Hell in a Cell, I hope it happens just for the fucking uproar. Yes. So which Graham responded feels like laying the groundwork to initiate a fuck finish. I hope The Fiend straight up kidnaps Seth and disappears. So he nearly got it correct. Instead, it's just any hope that Seth Rollins' title reign was going to be any good disappeared. Did you see them uh, helping Seth Rollins out of the ring after the match? Have you seen this video footage? Yeah, weren't they a fan? Did it have a sign? Uh, Well, so first off, a fan confronted him about how annoyed they were at what happened with the match, and Seth Rollins being a company guy, you know, beat, did what he did. But there's another video where people started throwing stuff at him. Right, well, that's a bit. Like, start throwing drinks and stuff, no, no, and like... they had to cover him up with security and get him out of uh, thing. Right. I think Seth Rollins is a bit of a whiny bitch
0: in general. Yeah. But if you think either him or Bray White have got any stroke backstage, think again, right? Yeah. This is down to whoever's writing the storyline. So it might be the almighty Paul Heyman because he's meant to be in charge of Raw. Yep. It might be Vince. It's one of them two because you you, well right Vince has got the final say on everything. Yeah. But if Heyman's in charge of Raw and this is a Raw storyline, he might have come to Vince with a finish and Vince is like, "I love it. That's good shit." Mm. So like it's one of them two, and I I realize that they can't throw stuff at them because they're not there, Mm -hmm. but. Seth Rollins literally went out there and and did what he was asked as of his job, yeah. which anybody that were throwing stuff. If you're if your boss asks you to flip a burger a certain way, you flip a burger a certain way, don't you? Like, mm. it, it, don't don't like take it out on him. But I always chant stuff like, but don't throw stuff at him. It's yeah. a bit a bit harsh.
1: But um, the story going around that's been reported is that it was Vince McMahon that that's completely planned this ending out. Right, and let me just get on There's the whole milk. thing about... Heyman feeds he was... Meltzer
0: everything. Yeah. Heyman... Heyman's a big Meltzer guy. So if Melt... I don't know if it is Meltzer, but if Meltzer's reporting that, yeah. oh, it's Vince's idea. Yeah, of And then Vince was is. laughing
1: backstage at the reaction to it.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it were, to be honest.
1: Yeah, while well, everyone's chanting refund and he's like, oh, I got your money. Yeah. It's just all a bit like at the end of what is quite a monumental week in wrestling, like one of the biggest weeks, arguably since WCW died in terms of, we had the first TV show of their competitor. They debuted on Fox with the biggest money deal in wrestling history. And then they have a pay-per-view to end the week and end it like that. It's a bit. Yeah.
0: I just, I, Same but... as it ever was. Yeah. <laughs> w- would you be mad at this finish or a variation of this finish? Right. So, let's say that um, Seth Rollins... Let's say the match is exactly the same, even with the stupid red lights, Mm. is exactly the same, all the way up to Seth Rollins doing the curb stomps over and over again, Mm. and Bray White kicks out one, right? Yeah. If Seth Rollins went out of the ring to get, say, a hammer, sledgehammer, we'll say, he gets back in the ring, and at that point, Bray White's stood in the middle of the ring. So, Seth Rollins is on the apron... Bray White's in the middle of the ring staring him down. Um, the lights the lights go out, and then Bray White's not there. And that's the end of the show. No one knows where Bray White's gone. If you, I know it's difficult because you presented with a different finish, but w- would that? Would you think that would have annoyed the fans more or less?
1: I think it'd be annoying not to have a conclusion to a pay per view, but at the same but, time but we didn't get
0: a conclusion to this one,
1: did we? Yeah, we didn't. But, but it protects both guys, and there's not...
0: I'm more annoyed that it was like a referee stoppage DQ thing, because yeah. because like you said, Mick Foley fell, well, thrown off the cage, and then he climbed back up it and got thrown through it, and then the match like ended. Like, yeah. The, the, no, the it, match went on for a good few uh, yeah. uh, a good 10 minutes after the second fall yeah. as well. Like, the Hell in, a, Hell in a Cell is such a protected gimmick that people like us will get mad that there's not a finish in it because we've been conditioned that Hell in a Cell does a finish because it's it's the end of a feud.
1: The it's, most de- it's definitely less so nowadays with the pay per view. Yeah,
0: yeah, but like it, it's it's still like one of the things where even if even if it's the Hell in a Cell pay per view, they manufacture a feud to sort of have a finish in that match. Mm. They, they they I I can't I can't honestly remember a
1: time that they've done this kind of finish in a hell in a cell I'm, not, I'm willing to be wrong but I can't, I can't remember a time at least yesterday it was someone else interfering and causing the chaos and meaning neither could continue this year we get this I don't know because with that finish you've proposed it'd be very easy for the next day for there to be a 5-5 fun where Bray White just says the, the fiend's not interested in titles yeah he's not interested in accolades he just wants to hurt you like and that's a fit. Like, that's yeah. that's a get-out for that. What get-out have they got for this? They haven't, because it was that bad that they didn't mention it. I'll tell you what else
0: annoyed me about the finish. So, the referee waves it off. Bray Wyatt is still laying there motionless. Seth Rollins, like, steps over his body. Bray Wyatt wakes back up and puts a mandible claw on him. Mm. So, why did the referee stop it then? Because <laughs> Bray Wyatt could still continue. Like It, it doesn't, like... Yeah. It... The, none of it made sense no it didn't make sense because they they stopped the match assuming Bray Wyatt couldn't continue but he did
1: yeah. and then yeah so w- let's move on to raw because we're just going to be talking in circles yeah it's it's completely pointless and going on to raw like i said they bet, like it didn't get mentioned for the first 2 hours and in the third hour there was a brief mention of it pretty much that yeah was it. so
0: i actually watched the full episode of raw this week i managed to make time and i watched the full episode of raw again we're not going to review it all but um I was messaging you guys while I was watching it, yeah, um, and like, I, admittedly, like I I didn't expect them to open the show going, "This is what happened at the pay per view," but <laughs> when your big baby, because the hell this cell went off the air with Seth Rollins coughing up blood, right? The, he, he's coughing up mm. blood, so the, their big baby face, um, champion, is coughing up blood on the on the floor. No mention, like we'll have an update on Seth Rollins later. No, men, no mention of that. So, so, the show opens with Rusev in the ring, beating up Randy Orton and, um... Uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, man, Corbin yeah. yeah. And, well, or maybe them attacking him. I don't know. Hmm. The show just opened with them all in the ring fighting. And then Randy Orton and Corbin bail. And, uh... Lashley's on the video screen. <laughs> Do you know about this, Moko? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Lashley's on the video screen. And, uh... It's brilliant because he's, he's he's in a he's in a dressing gown, but it's not just anyone's dressing gown. It's uh, Rusev's dressing gown. <laughs> and He says to Rusev, "So if I'm in your dressing gown, you must know what that means. I mean, it must mean I'm in your house. If I'm in your house, you must recognize the the room that I'm in. I'm uh, I'm in your bedroom, and uh, you must recognize that if I'm in your bedroom in your bathrobe, um, there must be somebody else here as well. And then uh, Lana walks in. They both get into bed. Um, Lana tells Rusev that. She's. They no longer have a joint bank account. Um, everything that he owns, she now owns, and uh, you should have sent all that money over to your family in Bulgaria. Um, and then I didn't know about that line. Yeah, yeah, that's what she says. If you watch the YouTube clips, they might have clipped it, clipped it out, but she definitely, either she said that or Lashley said that you shouldn't send that money to your family in Bulgaria. Um, and then, uh, she. Puts, like, the covers above her breasts. But you can see, like, her shoulder. So she she takes her bra off. And then they sort of cuddle up together and the lights go out. And uh, Rusev looks
1: like a little bitch. What's the point? Like, I'm not even going to touch that light. That line's disgusting. But what's the... (sighs) I'm thinking that
0: Vince hates Rusev. I'm thinking Vince just likes emasculating people. No, Vince hates Rusev 7 I'll tell you why. Because he's uh, had Lana neck on with Dolph Ziggler and now she's necking on with Lashley. He's clearly trying to split them up, isn't he? Yeah. He C- don't like clearly. married
1: couples in company. Um, he's probably still annoyed about Bury Me Softly Brother <laughs> from the last Saudi Arabia show. Um, yeah, that just everything about that is really is frustrating and then that line about the Sending money to Bulgaria—that uh, reads directly from Vince. I mean, this, this is a Paul Heyman storyline. I, I feel like Vince is all for it, but this seems like a Paul Heyman storyline to me. Yeah, yeah, like, it's the so. type of stuff he'd do in ECW. But the difference is because Vince has got the final say on it. Rusev won't get his comeuppance. Like Rusev won't get revenge. He'll just stay emasculated, and then they'll wonder. Oh Kimarus ever over. I wonder why he isn't now. Because you treat him like shit the entire time, that's why. Um the whole show
0: on the commentary, they were talking about um well they were talking about last week's SmackDown and they didn't very briefly or rarely mention Hell in a Cell. Uh but they were then hyping up the draft. And the way they were pitching it on commentary, like a lot, was it was the US USA Network executives versus the Fox executives. And it's Fox wants certain guys and USA wants certain guys. And I found it very strange that they're quite openly pitching Fox versus USA.
1: Yeah, that is a bit strange.
0: Yeah, which um, does, like, I don't know, it, it makes me wonder, like, how the draft is going to be. Because the draft is this Friday on SmackDown. Uh, the first day of the draft, anyway. Then the next one is Monday on Raw. And uh, I don't know. I just find it quite um, intriguing how they're going to format the draft. Whether it's going to be like an on-screen Fox executive coming out and picking a guy. And uh, an on-screen USA executive coming out and picking a guy. Or whether they're going to have just people just randomly walk out with the t-shirts on. Because they're selling their t-shirts on WWE Shop, mate. So... Oh, that's what I need to talk about. Sorry, when we talked about SmackDown, I said people showing up not advertised, uh, not Undertaker up. wasn't on. Yeah. Undertaker, and so Austin, mm. when Austin was at the MSG show, he had a shirt that was a an Austin shirt, but it said New York on it. They're selling one on the WWE shop that says Los Angeles. Um, so they clearly had him printed up, yeah. But uh, he just went on the show. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, so anyway, so they they um, yeah, so they're pitching this. I don't know, like, Fox vs. USA thing.
1: That's kind of strange that both networks would be okay with that. Well,
0: I thought they were brave, brave of them, but they've already got the
1: money now, aren't they? So... Mm. Yeah, it's Vince. Um, the So the big thing they were hyping up to on Raw was the fact, like I mentioned earlier, they were giving Tyson Fury a live microphone, and who knows what he'll say.
0: Yeah, but before that, they they oh. were doing the showcase. So the, the, the draft showcase was basically people trying to... Um, get noticed for the draft. So Alistair Black <laughs> reappeared. <laughs> He's is backstage uh, doing some gothic stuff like he does. Satanic stuff. Yeah. And then he says, uh, I don't want someone to knock on my door, but nobody knocks." So then he was like, I want to go out to the ring and uh, challenge someone. And we go back, come back from the
1: break and you'll never guess who's in the ring. I know who was in the ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Singh brothers were in the ring.
1: And, uh, it's a good showcase to show Alistair Black's just a killer.
0: Yeah. So, for some reason, they both want to challenge Alistair Black, so he comes out and kills them both. Yeah. Um, and then, later on, they, um, the Street Profits are hyping up certain people that are going to be in the draft. And one of them is Apollo Crews, and I didn't think anything of it. Then later on, they do an Apollo Crews versus Ricochet match.
1: They used to live for each other. Yeah, they, they,
0: well, they didn't say... I don't think they said that, but they said they were best friends. And yeah. Yeah. So, Apollo Crews is just back on Raw. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah.
1: It's getting some screen time.
0: Yeah, so so it brought Braun versus Stroma, this was the big thing. Oh, the the mention of Hell in a Cell was a like, two-minute video package with... I don't think it had an intro or an outro. They just played the <laughs> video package and then uh, went straight to Strowman and uh, Tyson Fury.
1: Oh, great. So Tyson Fury getting a live mic on Raw to say, what could he say? No, you tell me what he could say. In a 2013 interview, he said uh, that he would hang his sister if he deemed her to be mercurious, and said he believes that a woman's play best place is in the kitchen and on her back. Or he could have said, like he did in a 2015 interview, where he likened homosexuality to paedophilia. And explained that he believes the legislation of homosexuality and abortion are two of the three things that need to be accomplished before the devil comes home. Oh, or he could have said this one. Everyone just do what you can. Listen to the government. Follow everyone like sheep. Be brainwashed by all the Zionist Jewish people who own all the banks. All the papers, all the TV stations. Be brainwashed by them all before comparing the existence of transgender people to the practice of bestiality. Claiming sexual relations with animals will be legalised within 10 years. I'm going to stop you there because Graham would
0: stop you there. However, uh, because he will stop you there, I'm going to let you find another
1: one if you want. <laughs> uh, while I, t- I, I, I feel like him comparing like, transsexuality to bestiality and all that stuff, shows just how backwards he is. And, yeah, he can be entertaining when he comes out with some of his comments, but then, it's kind of like Donald Trump, we all laugh at how ridiculous it is, but then you realise that, you know, there's a lot of nastiness behind all that. So, I can't really support him being involved in WWE, because... Well, he's uh, going to be wrestling in Saudi Arabia, so we know you're not going to watch that anymore. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to watch that in slightest. No. Yeah. So it's not going to affect you, is it? Well, it is, you, because we have got to hear about Tyson Fury and you wrestling you don't stuff. W- you don't watch Raw. You won't be watching the Saudi <laughs> Arabia show. Tyson- if it weren't for this <laughs> podcast, I wouldn't pay any attention to WWE over the next month, but I have to. I have to at least have some peripheral knowledge of what's going on, so I can pretend that I watch it like Graham pretends to watch New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that likes wrestling on this show? I like wrestling.
0: I don't like sports entertainment that much. Yeah, but I like both. Yeah. Anyway, um, Braun versus Fury pull apart. I'm gonna put it out there. I thought this was shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it were all like it were all right for right, it. Shit's too
0: strong because I thought the main event of Hell of Cell was shit. Mm. I think this was
1: uh poor. <laughs> I mean, it's better than them, you know, having a tug of war or a belt or something. <laughs> yeah, but. This is the
0: same kind of pull apart they do for every Brock Lesnar feud since the Brock Lesnar Undertaker thing. Where yeah. it's, it's a pull apart, which is fine, but then it's... And then they break free. And then the wrestlers come down. Yeah. And then they pull them apart. And then they break free again. And they, how many times?
1: I want to break free... You know what the one benefit of this was? Go have you seen the picture of uh, No Way Jose holding Braun Strowman back? It lines up perfectly so it looks like his hair is part of Braun Strowman's beard. No. <laughs> that's the best part of this whole thing. Because it just makes it look like Bro- that Braun Strowman's got an Afro beard that's huge. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know how I would have made it better.
0: It's not my job to make it better. But I feel like it could have been better executed. Because I don't know, like... I don't know, this... Uh, the pull apart things fine in, I in mean, a way. You know, but... there's got
1: we know from back in the one PW days. Is that uh With when Darkseid was supposed to fight Ryan O uh, Ryan R- uh, Nelson Ryan O'Reilly. That's for the uh, one of the characters. in Nos uh, Ryan Ryan Riley uh, I don't Not, know. I' have w- Ryan... long gone by then, mate. Oh, Ryan. Uh, he owns a gym near your old flat. Oh, Ryan Rhodes. Ryan Rhodes. That's the one. Oh, is
0: that him? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, yeah when they were supposed to that thing, and then. Uh, the boxing commission found out about it and were like no you can't fight him but you can fight one of Tyson's old bodyguards <laughs> so, they're very strict over what type of stuff they can do outside of fights so i'm guessing this was the extent that he could get physical with him
0: yeah i don't i don't know like it just right so i was listening to a podcast that were slagging this off and they was they cited some interview that Austin did about the Tyson-Austin thing. Mm. And they and apparently Austin got into his own head that he was going to fight Mike Tyson. Mm. So when he went out to that ring, and he stuck his middle... F- the Tyson-Austin thing, I, and I talk about it quite a lot, it's one of my most vivid memories of wrestling as a child, mm. right? So I, I really like the angle. But, like, it... it Austin w- apparently went out there, like, in his head, he was going to fight him. He said... He, he would lose. He, he didn't think he'd be, he beat him, but he was going to fight him. Mm. So w- when they were getting pulled apart, like they were getting pulled apart because yeah. Austin was going to fight him. I got the feeling from there, right, did you, did you watch this? Did you actually watch yeah. this? So Joe and Braun Strowman picked him up mm. and then just gently placed him in corner. Did you not, at that point, did you not just think, this is hokey
1: shit? It was a bit... Uh, oh you're a thing hold me back hold me back it was that type of thing where yeah like he's Braun Strowman like Braun and Tyson Fury both kind of holding the people around them like oh let me at him don't let me go yeah yeah. yeah
0: boxing wrestling angles would be done way better so do we have
1: Floyd Mayweather
0: like punched Big Show in the face yeah. and broke his nose and and much like cool, and yeah. much like the Austin thing Big Show said to him beforehand appa- again apparently but apparently Big Show said to him beforehand get a good shot in and then run because I am coming for you. <laughs> and they had to send his best mate Shane McMahon out, solid Shane McMahon, to calm him down because he was gonna annihilate him.
1: <laughs> oh, so, that would be great you. So I think
0: it, I think Tyson Fury could have Braun Strowman because he's a legit boxer. Yeah. But like I think Big Show would have torn him to pieces because of the size difference. Like, but I don't I don't I don't believe. And it's WWE's fault because the way they booked Braun
1: Strowman. I don't believe Braun Strowman could beat up Tyson Fury. Yeah, they've not done a great job with Braun Strowman really. Cause, you know, again, he's no one. He was really hot, and they just couldn't, didn't want to pull the trigger.
0: My only experience of Mike Tyson when I was a child: him biting off Evander Olifield's ear. Right, <laughs> that—that's all I knew of him. So when he came, when Austin, but obviously, like he's a scary dude because he bit off—he bit somebody's ear off. That's yeah, crazy stuff. So when there's him and Austin it ring, I like. He's like, oh, this and is and Austin's men- the biggest badass yeah. in the company. Yeah. yeah, this this is mental, and he's the biggest badass. And he's going up to him and going, oh, "I've got a bit of sign language," so so he's seeing sticking his hmm. middle finger up. Like you're like, and, and you see Tyson's got all his bodyguards at ring, and Austin's down there by himself. And you you, 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 I don't know. There's something about that. And then when Big Show gets punched by Mayweather, I'm a bit, I'm a bit older then, but like, I I know who Mayweather is, and there's a big size difference, and you, you can... I don't know with with this Braun Strowman thing because they've not booked Braun Strowman in a good way beforehand. Like I just don't. And then the recon the retconning in that Braun Strowman could knock people out is yeah. what they're doing. because they, they've had they had to quickly get a match in where he, he sparks out AJ Styles. Which <laughs> if you've not seen AJ Styles sell sell, in fact, there's two things you need to watch: at Hell in a Cell for good for goodness is that opening match and AJ Styles sell job at the end. Where he's staggering about, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's it's more like his uh, p- pissed up dad at a barbecue than
1: uh than uh than, than oh, uh dear. knocked out. But he's yeah he's he's pretty funny. So yeah, it's it's not been a great end of the week for WWE.
0: I'm excited for the match. I'll put that out there. I want uh, anything that could be a bit shit. I'm excited for <laughs> like, but but the the build. Looked, I don't know. Like it just it just seemed like the, well we now we have to do a pull apart and this is the formula yeah. for the pull apart. There, there, there didn't seem like there was any chaos in there. You know, like, this is the job squad that comes down to split them up. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's all of it. Mm. So I'll tell you what, what was a throwback this week, mate. 605 um, is is the time that it was aired. And uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling show at 605, mate. <laughs> and it was uh, NWA power with three R's. I don't know why it's got three R's said NWA Power.
1: NWA Power. Yeah, it was in
0: a studio, mate.
1: Oh, so I only saw one thing from this entire show. No, did, uh, is it the, the tag title thing? I, I That's saw... That's not from the show. Oh, ain't it? It's from oh, the tapings. Okay, I saw Eddie Kingston and Homicide showed up to come yes. confront another tag team. Yes. Which, Eddie Kingston is money, so... But um,
0: when I realised that that other tag team was on there, I was thinking, you're going to hate this, because <laughs> it's Brab.
1: Yeah... Uh, I hope Eddie Kingston gives him a kick in. But he won't, probably. But yeah, I, I do love Eddie Kingston. He's And Homicide, I love too. Uh, so, so
0: listeners, my my ex, my ex personal experience of studio wrestling comes from the wrestling channel when they used to have Memphis Wrestling on. And it was hosted by Corey Macklin. And it had 2Cool2 as a tag team, which didn't have any of the original members of 2Cool. But it, there was just basically two guys uh, that... Dressed a bit like too cool and danced, um, and it, Jerry Lawler
1: was on it. It was brilliant. I went through a phase of Memphis wrestling. It was from watching the wrestling Channel One, and then going back and watching more classic Memphis. Oh, and wrestling. I was watching like current day Memphis <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, but then what I class as current Memphis day wrestling is the uh, Eddie Gilbert promo, where he uh, said he reveals that. Um, Jerry Lawler, and Jerry Lawler is the father of Brian Christopher, and then accuses him of smoking crack, and then, and then ends the promo with, Jerry Lawler, you raped that 40-year-old girl. <laughs> 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 why, why, why are you laughing at that, you sick freak? <laughs>
0: because it's the, the whole... The world it... Rumble does not condone what Jerry Lawler may or may not have done, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Tell Graham's not here, can't you, buddy? You slipped that one in.
1: <laughs> I I was tempted to say, you know what my favorite main word is, and have it loaded up on YouTube and just have it on the mic. But... Anyway, let let's talk about NWA Power.
0: Okay, right. so it's in a studio, like the olden days, and Jim Cornet's on commentary, like the olden days, and it when it first the first promo, it's Nick Aldis. With the ten pounds of gold, the most prestigious championship, the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And uh his insurance policy, Camille. Um why is she called an insurance policy? Well, Shawn Michael's used to call Sid an insurance policy. i i I'd i just guess he's nicked it from there. Mm. Um and, and it just differs it from bodyguard, don't it, or valet or whatever they want to yeah. say. Because um, she's a she's a unit isn't she? She's she's like well built, so valet is probably not a. It's more like that's yeah. more like a female manager in anyway, it where she's more she's more of a bodyguard. Um, that opening promo. When I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, this is a bit Southpaw regional wrestling." This, <laughs> because I don't know, I felt that promo. It was him pretending to be Ric Flair, like cosplaying as Ric Flair, is. I don't know, just just from his delivery to the way he was holding the belt to, I don't know, the way he was interacting with the interviewer. I, I just, it, did, it didn't feel authentic. It felt like somebody playing the role of wrestler in a studio in the 80s. Whereas, from the footage I've seen of studio wrestling, it's very much I'm a man, I'm a wrestler that just happens to be in a studio setting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Everything after that, including Nick Aldis' post-match promo at the end of the show, because he, he opened and closed the show. Everything after that, I thought was fantastic. Not in an ironic, ooh, it, 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 I, th- I thought it, it it's never it, Right, it's not going to set the world alive that like, AEW... If, if anyone's going to be any kind of number two promotion, it's AEW. Like, let's not...
1: And AEW's but, not even run by the front man of Smashing Pumpkins.
0: No, no. So, but I don't want to big it up like that, but it was an hour and it was different mm. like not like AEW we're different we're a legit sport thing it it was it was different yeah uh, but in a good way um i don't am not going to run down the full card because uh, like I, I want it's on youtube if you go to NWA's youtube channel take an hour out of your day just watch it enjoy it for what it is um a couple of things i do want to talk about is um james storms on it uh, he's their national champion, which I think is like the U.S. champion. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that belt. It's good. It's a cool looking belt. Um, and he's he's a fiery baby face in that in that, and he he, he was taking on Josephus. Do you know, who Josephus is. No. Uh, he was big in the N.W.A. Uh, ten pounds of gold video series, like big heel okay. that um, Tim Storm beat. Okay. Uh, but he he looks a bit different now. He's cut his hair, so I don't know if he's changed his gimmick a bit, but he, he's in it. Um. So, like you said, Eddie Kingston... So, it, the tag team champs are Bram and somebody else that I don't remember, but Bram's not called Bram. I think he's called... Like Thomas, th- the la- it's his real name. Yeah, he's uses his real name. Um, uh, But then, Eddie... So, they, they cut a promo, and then Eddie Kingston comes down or comes out, and uh, I believe they say, oh, well, there's two two of us, but only one of you. And then uh, Homicide comes out. Mm-hmm. So And Homicide, can I get a wrestler fashions, please?
1: Wrestler Fashions.
0: Thank you. Um Homicides Wearing an NWA t shirt <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a uh, the, the rap group. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, some something with attitude t shirt. <laughs> and I really appreciated that because it's the NWA, isn't it?
1: The real NWA. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: So there's there's a It's spoilers. It's right. There's going to be NWA spoilers, whether you want it or not. I'm just going to say it. So there's an NWA title match at the end, um, and it's uh, Nick Aldis against Tim Storm. So if you're not familiar with Tim Storm, he has got a good backstory, but it's a bit like being the elite, where you've got to watch the videos to to get the story because they don't Mm. they don't do a good they do a little video package, but they don't do a good enough job on this hour of telling the full story. So it's good if you follow the story, but if you've not followed it, it's probably only an average angle basically the, the the match is if tim Sto- an nwa title defense if tim storm loses he's never allowed to challenge for the nwa title again okay for the listeners that don't know tim storm's a 51 year old or, i don't know if he's 51 now or if it was 51 when he won the nwa championship he was a journeyman wrestler um he, he was thinking of retiring uh certain set, set, set of circumstances led him to having to win the nwa title basically and when billy corgan purchased the promotion or what was left of the promotion mm. um he was obviously came into control of the championships and tim storm was his champion yeah and instead of just jobbing him out straight away they told a story where he was um always fighting from beneath because he wasn't they, they never said he wasn't that good of a wrestler but they basically used code of journeyman of done nothing uh looked out winning the title uh but he was defending the title and then, eventually, Nick Aldis challenged him and beat him for it. And then, he, I think he's had a couple of rematches for the title and lost out on them because Nick Aldis, I think he's close to a two-year reign now, I think. Yeah. It'll be no, sport. no, no, he's not. He's not because he lost it to Cody. So, oh, yeah. Uh, other, than that, other than that thing to Cody, he's been the champ for, like, two years. But, uh, obviously, he lost it uh, all out. Uh, yeah, Take away a month yeah, or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the they, they, they tell, tell a decent story of... Um, that this is like his last chance, basically, to, to win the title. And in the match, um, he low-blows Nick Aldis and they put that over on commentary as he's, he's doing anything to win because he knows it's is his last chance. Yeah. And then, outside the ring, Camille um, accidentally gets hit by Nick Aldis. Um, and they play up the... That's a big false finish, that. that um, basically, he's, he's got the low blow. He's a... Camille's out of the picture, he's back in the ring, hits him with a with a move, kicks out, and then Nick Aldis finishes him off. And then the post match promo from Nick Aldis was night and day compared to that opening promo. Yeah. He it and I think it's because he must have like obviously he's just had a match, so, like the adrenaline pumping inside yeah. of him, and straight away he's onto his promo. And he put he puts Tim Storm over. Um he says uh the NWA um in Tim Storm's case stands for never without authenticity which I thought was a nice line. Yeah. Um whether we see Tim Storm again I don't know because I, I don't if because if, like, like he, he don't really fit in to he, be he's honest.
1: He's getting on a bit in it as well isn't he? Like... Yeah, he's like in his 50s like yeah. he's like 52,
0: 53 something like that. But if if we don't see him again on the show it was a nice send off for him. If we do see mm. him on the show there's there's um stories they can still tell with him. Yeah. Um and I'm excited for next week. The, or the, the other thing I want to say about it as well is they keep saying that the NWA is where the real men fight, uh, not kids cosplaying, and it's such a Jim Cornette line, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Have you seen that Jim Cornette's threatening to sue uh, deathmatch wrestler G. Raver? <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, G. Raver got hurt in a match a, few, a month or so ago, and Jim Cornette made fun of the fact that he got pretty badly hurt in a match, uh, saying he shouldn't be doing that carny deathmatch Bullshit at Garbage Wrestling So G-Raver had a shirt printed Which is Jim Cornette's decapitated head On a a spike And Jim Cornette threatened to sue If he sold the shirt So instead G-Raver has been selling a plain black T-shirt, we insist it is a plain Black t-shirt, however There might be a printing issue And that's how he's selling it on his Website and Jim Cornette's threatening to sue him Still (laughs) It, that The best part is it is that G-Rave had the like braids to go, you know what, this shirt's still going to sell. I'm going to advertise it. I'm selling a plain black T-shirt. If he However... gets any
0: orders from Louisville, then, they're, they're, <laughs> they're getting a plain black T-shirt, aren't
1: they? Yeah, and I, I like how G-Rave has kind of dealt with Jim Cornette with it, where like instead of just doing that, oh, I don't want to deal with your hate, he's just going, oh, fuck off, Jim. <laughs> he's just going, nah. Yeah. Uh, like, like, what?
0: Jim Cornette's not that bad on the show. Like he's yeah. he, 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 he's He's very much in his element in yeah. the show he uh, he, his only digs are when he's putting the NWA over he's, uh, he's like the is where the real men are in the NWA and it's you know one slight negative is Eli Drake's on the show but he he's armless enough like. <laughs> he's just Eli Drake you know?
1: I don't mind Eli Drake it's just a lot of his stuff does come off like he's trying to be The Rock
0: uh, I got Austin vibes from him on this one yeah yeah it, it, he's trying it's... to get like this yes 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 thing over I thought it was but not, not, like, not like Daniel Bryan yes it was like he says a thing yeah yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. But he he, he he says it like in a sort of like what kind yeah. of way. And i and I've and I, and I like, oh, you, you, yeah, you're giving me Austin vibes, but not in a good way.
1: Yeah, it's all a bit like, I'm an indie wrestler who watched a lot of Attitude Era sometimes with him, but he's he's pretty solid. So his his match was fine. It was
0: yeah. a, I won't say a squash match, but it was you know, you Caleb Conley. Uh, yeah, he pops up on uh, high spot stuff quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I I know him from when you've had me watching Five Dollar Wrestling. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, he he does a bit of a squash match to Caleb Conley. Okay. Um, um yeah. So uh, we've run out of things to talk about this week, apart from one thing. Um, unless you're
1: going to throw something in the works. Well, there's two things I want to mention before we. Because okay. so we agreed we'd close on this. First off, quick shout out. Congratulations to 435 Holly for winning Fat Bear Week. Do you ever follow Fat Bear Week? I, li- oh, I, I do it's, be, it's been the main thing we've followed in this house this past week. That's why I have not had time for wrestling. Uh, it's uh, Katmai National Park and Reserve in Alaska. And it's become like a viral thing over the last few years because they like to advertise that healthy bears are fat bears when they're about to go into hibernation. So, they do a tournament every year to crown the fattest bear. And the final was yesterday, and four three five Holly won. But surely all they have to do is weigh the bears. No, because it's more about like I'll show you a picture of four three five Holly now. Like that's a fat bear. Well, yeah. Yeah, and Holly was the fattest, most chunkiest bear. So okay. Holly won. Yeah, it was. It was an exciting tournament. Uh, a tournament favorite in uh, um Otis got eliminated early by a newcomer called Lefty, who then also eliminated my other half's favorite uh, thirty-two chunk. She was quite devastated about that one, but we're quite happy that Holly won. And Lefty made it to the finals, but just couldn't vote for Lefty over Holly, who was definitely chunkier. So, yeah, that that was a big part of my week. Uh, also, we didn't mention – this is the first. Okay. I've I just realized there's something we didn't mention from SmackDown, and I just want to go back and say it, that I'm glad that we don't have to see Shane McMahon at least for a week. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I, I didn't want to bring it up, mate, because uh, I, <laughs> I know he's your favourite McMahon, and I didn't want to upset you.
1: I don't have... Like, you'll shoehorn it in, I've got no doubt, but I don't have to put up with Shane McMahon. I'm happy about that. Unless it uh, pops up on NXT. Well, this is the thing. Like, that's why I said at least for a
0: week. I mean, if, you don't have to put up with him until he comes out on AEW next week, simulcasting with NXT. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a name on that contract, but it wasn't Tony Khan. <laughs>
0: It was Shane McMahon. He's Boom. bought
1: Fulham as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, bought, he's bought Newcastle and they'll do a simulcast. If, oh, Fulham are in championship now, so it can't be like he, sh- he turns up on pitch and says he's bought both teams, <laughs> which is against FA rules, so there'll be a whole investigation. That's a good storyline to go with. So, yeah, we haven't mentioned that. But in all the things not wrestling-related I've done this week, I have got a wrestling-related thing this week. Uh, it is Star Cave at the weekend. Yeah, so I, I is that why you did the bear
0: thing to link with this?
1: Yeah. Okay. Even though uh, apparently there won't be bears in the cave at all, and that's a shame because who wouldn't love a bear? But uh, yeah, it's Star Cave on Saturday. It was rescheduled for this Saturday, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, the card has been changed from where it originally was, but it's it's become a card now. I think the original card was good for... Paying off not only fans who've been going every month, but also it had enough there for ca- more casual fans who are into indie wrestling to be like, Yeah, it's wrestling in a cave and they've got these names on it. Whereas now it's more of a like, there's still the draw of we've got in we've got wrestling in the cave, but it's much more focused towards the people breed have been building for the last few months. So, like the main event, having Brady Phillips and uh, Joe challenging for the title against TK Cooper. It's a shame uh, Scotty Davis is unavailable for it because Scotty Davis definitely was a guy Breed have pushed and he's got over like crazy in Breed. But then the stories of Brady Phillips and Big Joe are quite different but also very similar and it makes for a very interesting match. Um, it's just. And Brady uh, Phillips, that one that Graham likes
0: because he wears a kilt. Yeah. Okay.
1: A cultural appropriation. Um, <laughs>
0: cultural appropriation. <Yeah.
1: laughs> but yeah, it's just a really solid card. And there's some great matches there. Like, we're getting the rematch of Team Tropicana versus Anti-Fun Police now. And we're getting a few extra other bits. And we've still got... We've got Chris Brooks and teaming up with Shea Pursa, the best wrestler in British wrestling. And Danny Luna taking on more than hype. And I like that Breed covered the fact that Chris Brooks was like, why would I ask to team with these two? I hate them. By having a video made where more than hype prank call Mitch pretending to be Chris Brooks, picking his tag partners as two people. He hates. That's pretty yeah. Cool. That's, that's a nice little bit of covering. Yeah. Um, and I've no like a Chris Brooks trios match, no matter who else in the match, like you saw the one at progress last year, like that read to me like a Chris Brooks books match. Like he's an absolute genius with this stuff and I've got no doubts that match is going to be entertaining as hell. Um, yeah, there's a lot on this card. And ultimately, it's a success story as well that Breed have made it to the show after like, the troubles they had getting this done with all the um, stuff going on behind the scenes. And they've managed to build... the They've started to build quite a bit of really positive momentum now and it'll pay off in their big show, Star Cave.
0: Cool. So we're going to talk about Star Cave next week then?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give a full rundown of Star yeah. Cave.
0: Um. I've not had it confirmed by Graham yet, but I don't think there'll be an issue. We're, we're, this is the first of two podcasts that we're getting this week. Yeah, uh, potentially. So it's not. It's not one hundred percent confirmed that we're doing it, but there's no other time to announce it. So
1: yeah, it, getting messages off Graham while he's in hiding during international break is tough. But yeah, you're planning on going to see. You're going to find Graham in his uh, sort of little grief hole. <laughs> it's a travel tavern. Um... <laughs> I felt it was a good opportunity to use an Alan Partridge quote. We haven't done that in a little while. Um, but, yeah, you're going to hunt him down and sit him down and talk about other wrestling-related things.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we, we are recording on Friday, all being yeah. well, listeners, so uh, we, there'll be AEW and NXT to chat about, maybe any other scandal that breaks after then. I don't know, that press conference I mentioned, I believe it's 12 p.m. Eastern.
1: So that's 5 PMR time.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what time I'm going to record. So that might not have happened, but we'll we'll see. It might happen while we're recording. Who knows? (laughs) Um, I'm quite proud of us this week, mate. Because we haven't tried to ruin the show, and Graham's not been here. And yeah. u- Usually, we talk about nonsense and conspiracy th- conspiracy theories, it's easy for me to say. Well,
1: you did a smart thing by asking me loads of drag-related questions before we recorded, to kind of curtail me talking about it on the show. I mean, no, I, I know I had a genu- lot of genuine questions about it. Yeah, like, yeah, I know there were genuine questions, but also, but the word... he did a good job of it not coming up. Even though last week, I will like, I will continue to argue, Graham started that last week, not me. <laughs> I don't um, remember what happened. Graham started you know what a drag if you don't remember what
0: happened you can find out at yeah. uk and listen to the back catalog we we've been doing this show since 2015
1: f- 16? is it WrestleMania 31 or 32 yeah. Yeah. yeah so and and we we very rarely missed a week so we've missed like two weeks in that entire time i think if
0: that like yeah. we, we 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 very rarely missed a week listeners so there's pl- plenty in the in the back catalog to go back through um it's not all time sensitive as well like we did a uh, Montreal thing um,
1: yeah. if you, you, well, two, we two we, we always tried with the topic episodes not to be time sensitive on them. Yeah, like so. unless they're an actual show review, they're not that time sensitive. So. Yeah,
0: so so th- there's plenty out there. There's, there's MMA and pro wrestling, which is quite relevant for this week. We came Velasquez yeah. uh, coming in, um,
1: and if you fancy something a bit different, go back to Graham's birthday episode, <laughs> where <we're, laughs> because listeners, if you want a good show, don't go back to that episode. No, right. <laughs> we had enough comments saying it was actually an enjoyable show even though we didn't talk about wrestling in the slightest the only person who seemed annoyed by it was graham <laughs> which was the point <laughs> uh Facebook
0: facebook.com slash royal grumble twitter.com slash royal grumble pod instagram is also at royal grumble pod um we have a youtube but we don't load to it uh we have a twitch but we don't stream on it um i think that's all the plugs <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I've got these like GoPros and stuff. We could do Twitch again, but then Graham would have to cover his face up again, you know, on behalf of the scar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> say, say goodbye don. Goodbye. Say goodbye Darryl. Goodbye Darryl. You can't slander the dead.
1: We didn't talk about Jeffrey Epstein.